Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Welcome back to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. If you are here listening, you are my people. Thank you for coming back. In episode one, I shared a bit about my story, but of course there's so much more that I wanna get into. And as I said, also in that podcast, we have got lots of time. So I'm excited to pick that up for a little bit right here. And I wanted to start off by sharing why I started to share my story and why I started to open up so much more. And really what I, where I want to take this conversation today is to commitment, making a commitment to what we want in our life. And so I'll start off by sharing that I started to recognize the distance of where I used to be. A lot of great things were happening in my life. I'm, you know, focused on success, focused on going forward, focused on just being the best that I can be. And I recognized like how far I was from where I used to be. And to point out one of my friends, I won't say her name out of respect for her, but one of my BFFs, we were having drinks at one point, I don't know, years ago. And she said to me, don't forget where you came from. And it, and it really shook me. And I love her so much, so damn much. And I was a little offended. I was a little shocked and I was just a little kind of blown away, but I appreciated it because again, like all these little things that, you know, come into your life to help you pivot back to your journey, your, your path. And so when she said that to me, I thought, okay, I need to, well, at the time I thought I wanted to talk about the story, my story of where I used to be, because I wanted to be able to connect with young women who were coming from the same place that I used to be, so that they could see that if they didn't want to stay there, if they were ready to make changes, and if they were ready to move forward, that they could and that they get to choose and that they don't have to stay there. I say that, but I also don't want to keep talking about where I used to be. And in many ways I do, because I I want to be able to relate to people who work with me and people who I can inspire. But I, I like knowing that I'm not there anymore because it was not easy. I grew up with a rough, like just low self-esteem. And I talk about that all the time on my Instagram, but I don't know if people understand, like I, I couldn't stand myself. I didn't think that I was worthy of anything. I just, I thought I was a loser. I couldn't accomplish anything. I wasn't smart. I wasn't gifted. I wasn't talented. I wasn't nothing. I just, I dreamed so big. I wanted things so much. I, I wanted to see myself be successful. I wanted to see myself be able to earn money. And it was so hard to see that. It was like a fucking mountain in front of me that I had to climb over. 
And it was not easy. It was fucking hard. I cried a lot. I cried a lot. And there were even a couple of times where I would get really invested in kickboxing. I did that once and not like kickboxing in the ring. Like I was not wanting to be a fighter. I just needed to fucking hit something. (laughs) And in my episode with Steph Robbins, we talked about like moving your body. So now one of the things that I continue to use is boxing. I bought like this huge boxing bag in the basement and um, like hitting. It's what I needed to do because I had so much energy pent up inside of me that I needed to fucking get it out and move it and fucking hit it. And so that's what I'm thinking when I'm boxing. But I wanted to share that story. I wanted to share my story to connect with others so that they could see where they needed to go. And as much as I'm open to sharing like almost anything about my story and being as transparent as possible, there are some things that I'll try to avoid out of respect for my sons, respect for, you know, others. But for the most part, I raised my three boys alone. Their dad was not supportive. He was around for the first little while, but we've been divorced and I've raised my three sons since my youngest was born. And that was a hard time. Again, lots of crying, but he was not well enough to be there for us. He was not well enough to be there for himself. And so it was really hard, but I knew it was something that I had to do on my own. And I would go back and forth between like feeling a lot of pride of look what I'm doing, you know, raising my boys on my own. I'm such a good woman to falling apart and and crying and living with anxiety. But I had a good job at the time. Um, Eventually, I left that job because it just just was not the right fit. It was really starting to hurt me. And I needed to, I needed to change, needed to change work. I needed to change in my life. But I've said this many times, I've always wanted more. I was always open to looking for more. What else? Where can I improve? What can I get in my life? How do I get closer to all the things that I want? And one of the ways that I really started to explore that was by expanding my skills through volunteering. And so I started volunteering as early as high school. I would just show up for things where I could learn something new. And that's what I was really, I just was interested in. How could I learn something new? And I wasn't much of a reader. I can read, of course, and I don't mind reading, but I don't love reading. And so I found it really helpful for me and like quick learning, like apply as you go volunteering at events and stuff like that. And I loved working at events. I loved like meetings. I loved being able to be at the table and make decisions. Uh, Even though for years I was really quiet and I just kind of sat around the table. Sometimes I would talk to people after the meeting and share my ideas. That was another area that I wanted to grow. I wanted to be more vocal at the table. I wanted to be more vocal when it came to my ideas because attending events and uh, just participating in in different types of organization programs and, and events and that sort of thing. I had lots of ideas and I thought, well, it would be better if we did it this way. But for years, I was scared to say that out loud. 
at one point, and I don't even know what year this was, but I became the co-chair for a community organization called GAIN. And we organized a run for awareness where I was going to run across Winnipeg. And I was not interested in running across Winnipeg, uh, but I organized it. And uh, so I, I organized like a few really big events on my own. I, I supported other large events. And so I was learning a lot and I loved it. I loved bringing people together. I thought that was really cool. And I was learning new skills and I loved using them. When I was changing pace from restorative justice to life coaching and what am I going to do with my life, I was talking with a friend of mine, had lunch with a friend, and he said, you should uh, volunteer with the Aboriginal Chamber of Commerce because they, they're always looking for board members. And I was intimidated because Chamber of Commerce, like, who is that? And, and what are they? Who are they? And I was just starting my business. I didn't know anything about business, but I knew about committees. I knew about boards of directors and and that sort of thing. And I knew that it was professional and I knew that's what I wanted. I started volunteering for the Aboriginal Chamber of Commerce on the board. I think it was like my first meeting or so I, I had to take minutes. I hate taking minutes, but I was asked to do it. Um, So I didn't do it much because I I just didn't like it. I don't like to work that hard. (laughs) And um, so attending the meetings for about six months or so, one of the things that I enjoyed about the Chamber of Commerce is that I, I met a lot of professional people around the table who were a lot like me. That was inspiring. That was, you know, almost that support to say you belong here. And that was really helpful for me. It was through my role as the chairperson, because eventually I became the chairperson. We were sitting around at a board table and I started to become more active in our conversations at the chamber table. Our chairperson was, his time was up. I think he served for, I don't know if it was one or maybe two years and he was done. And so we were talking about who's going to be our next chairperson And we were thinking about names of people that we could invite to the board, but also thought, well, maybe one of us who has already been here for a while, maybe we should consider one of us. And everyone looked at me and said, we think it's you. I I was scared, first of all. I was like, ah, chairperson of a chamber? Like, everybody around me has a, a business degree or something. So who am I to be this person? So what I offered them was, I will do this if you will help me, because I don't know it all. I don't know anything is how I felt going in there. But if I had the people around the table to help me answer all the questions and, you know, just fill in all the blanks of what I didn't know, which was, I felt like a lot of blanks at the time, then I would do it. And so I got that support. I was chairperson for two years and it was great. We had a great time. As chairperson for the Aboriginal Chamber of Commerce, that exposed me to the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce, where um, it was a much larger organization and uh, much more intimidating to go to the boardroom table. As an ex-officio, which meant I was only there for networking purposes, I didn't get to vote on anything. I could participate in the conversation, but I wasn't an active member. 
And so soon after joining the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce, the CEO asked to meet one-on-one, let's go for coffee, get to know each other. And uh, now that I think about this, I, he, he did a really good job at recruiting a new member, but he asked me if I was interested in serving as chairperson for the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce. And I was like, little me? You want little me to serve as chairperson for the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce? And he told me, you know, some really good words of respect and said, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see you in that position. I'd like you to become a, a full member of the chamber. So that's where that's where he got me. And then I became a, a voting member on the board. And so I sat on the board for the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce as I'm recording this. I think it's six years. I have one more year. And, uh, and that, that was a great experience like that, the opportunities to just meet people like Michelle Obama was incredible. Oh my God. Okay. So 2019, early in the year, Barack Obama came to Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce invited him. He came and did a really cool talk. He's Barack Obama. He's pretty freaking cool. And it was fun. It was great to, I, I didn't get to meet him, but I went to his event and, and heard his speech. And uh, it was like a fireside chat thing. And it was really cool. And then later that year, so at the time of Barack's visit, I was incoming chairperson. And uh, later that year, the the same person that brought in Barack Obama reached out to the Winnipeg Chamber and said, Michelle Obama's going on a tour. And uh, and so one of the cool things about the Chamber is we get to have like all these conversations that are like uh, confidential. So you can't tell anyone. So here, here I am knowing, oh my God, like I could potentially meet Michelle Obama. She's super cool. I love her. And I couldn't tell anybody for a long time. The other thing I couldn't tell was I would be introducing her to the audience. And so we were looking to sell tickets. I can't remember what our original goal was, five to 10,000 tickets. And so our CEO said, Jessica, you, I'm going to push for you to do the introduction so that you'll be the one introducing her on the stage. And I was just like, I didn't want to get too excited because I was like, that's really cool. I don't want to get too excited. So it happened. It was September 2019. And Michelle Obama was coming to Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I don't know. I don't know. She went to like the regular airport, how she came in. But I had to go to the MTS Center. And I had to be there for 830 in the morning. Her event was like at 12 noon or something. So we had to be there all morning. We had to go through security. And her team just wanted everyone there early and they wanted everything like in place so that the the secret service and all of the security could just be like up to par. And that was pretty fascinating. I'm pretty fascinated by that stuff. And so it was a lot of like practicing because her team wanted everything to the minute. They wanted to know who's coming up, which path are you walking up to the stage? Where are you walking off? What are you saying? Practice it word for word. And uh, they kept trying to cut my lines short. 
um, I don't know the guy's name, like Patrick or something. And he said, okay, can you cut it shorter? Can you cut it shorter? So every time I go up, he'd cut it shorter. And I said to, to Lauren, I'm going to cut it shorter for his practice. But when it's my turn to be at the mic up there, and ultimately it was 7,500 people in front of those people in our audience, I'm going to say what I want to say that's on my, my prepared script, not Patrick's prepared script. And so that's exactly what I did. Right up until the point, until the moment that I got to meet her, I didn't know that I would get a chance to meet her backstage. We had an opportunity where everyone in attendance of the event, if you bought a VIP ticket, you can actually meet her um, in this private little space and uh, get a photo with her. And it was, it was expensive. It was, I can't remember. I want to say $1,500. I don't know. Uh, but because I was incoming chairperson, I, I had the opportunity to just be there. So I'm waiting backstage tentatively. We could meet her one-on-one and I'm trying to think of like, what could I possibly say to Michelle Obama? That's going to stand out. That's going to be like, make a difference in this moment. You know, how do I make this moment special? Which I don't know, you can't, I don't know how I could have done that anyway. Everyone tells her, I love you. You're amazing. I love your book. I want to be you, right? Everybody tells her all of those things. So I couldn't think of anything. So I practiced, okay, I'm just going to say, my name is Jessica. We're so happy to have you here in Winnipeg. Thank you for, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm standing backstage with another woman who would be interviewing her. And I'm standing backstage. So there's two of us standing there. And Michelle Obama comes walking to us, towards us. And before I say anything, she opens up her arms really big and she's like this big star. Like she's just beautiful. And she comes with this, like just really strong and loving energy. And so her arms are open wide and she goes, Jessica, it's so nice to meet you. And then my head is going, she knows my name. And I was going to tell her my name and now I don't know what to say. It was wonderful. And then I got to go up on stage. And oh, she and she gave me a really big hug. It was it was great. And so I got to go up stage. I did a land acknowledgement for Winnipeg. I can't remember what else I said. But one of the the best things I said, my most favorite thing I've ever said on stage in front of 7,500 people is to everyone in our audience, I'd like to introduce you to the former First Lady of the United States of America, Michelle Obama. And then everyone applauded. They applauded and it was cool and it was super fun. And so that was that was my Michelle Obama um, journey. And so it was really, it was around that time that I started to look at making a bigger commitment to my business because for years I was doing coaching on the side. I was cert- certified in 2013 and it was a time in my life that I was looking to, you know, I was looking for what am I going to do with my life? I thought coaching was incredible. I loved the concept and I had no idea how to make money. I didn't know, I didn't know how to start. I didn't know how to tell people that I could coach them. Like what the hell am I going to coach them in? And there were very few or little to none active life coaches and, and throughout my training and just connecting through different places, I actually worked with a couple of coaches and I, I was reaching out, trying to 
you know, find someone who was doing something with their coaching business so that I could learn how the heck to have a coaching business. Um, and there were a couple that I ended up working with that I was paying, but I ended up coaching them. And it was those times that I started to realize, wow, I'm actually really good at this. But I thought that I needed a partnership. I thought that I needed another coach to guide me and, you know, to work alongside with me. And it was mostly because I I was scared. I didn't think that I was worthy enough to be able to have a coaching business or to be a, a successful coach. I had a medium one time tell me that I need to make it on my own. And I, I need to stay away from anyone I feel is coming along with me for the ride because they are not part of the journey. So when it came to my coaching journey, I knew and I had to keep pushing myself because it was really scary that I needed to do it on my own. Because for for years, I was doing it half-assed. I was scared. I was scared that I would fail. And I believed, oh, this is what, these are the things that our subconscious mind tells us. I believed that if I made small moves, that my fail would be small and that it wouldn't be that bad. But it was driving me crazy because when you make small moves, you only make small moves. You stay in your comfort zone and you, you're not going the distance that you want and you're not going the distance that you can and that your inner being says you can. You can go further. That's where that frustration comes in. That's why you feel like, oh, I feel stuck. I feel unfulfilled because you're not stretching yourself. You're not going the distance that you want. And even though I was already on this journey as a coach, I was coaching, I had clients. For the most part, I had always had clients on the side. I was working with at least one or two people. I was helping them launch a business or launch an idea or just feel more confident in making decisions. That was that was where I was always focused. And I was doing Facebook Lives all the time. I was trudging along on my Instagram, trying to get the word out. But my Instagram wasn't as business focused as it is today. It was much more, you know, just me as a person. And, oh, here's me as a life coach. But I was still treating my coaching business as a side gig. It was just something on the side. And I was making some money. My my business in itself, through training and other work that I was doing, I was still making over $100,000. But... I was still holding myself back when it came to coaching and coaching is what I really wanted to do. But I was still afraid of being fully seen. Last night, I mean, depending, of course, you're not going to be listening to this when I say this, but last night was the full moon. And I love looking at the full moon in her entire glory. And I was afraid of that. I was afraid of being seen. And it, it was almost like, It's almost like choosing to be naked. Well, not really, but choosing to let all of you be seen, to be so open, to put yourself out there. And some people might have already said at this time that I was already out there. I'm already a bit of a public profile, but I was still afraid to say things like I want money. I want confidence. I want to help people. And I was afraid to go after them. So I was still playing small. Even though I wanted more money, I was sick of being broke. I was sick of being poor. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to feel good about what I was doing. 
I want it to feel confident so that I can go and tell other women that they can also be confident. But when I think about my why, why do I want to do this work? That's that's what really changed it for me. I want to empower myself to be a better mother to my sons. I want to be a better friend. I want to be a better sister, a better auntie, a better daughter. I want to be a better coach. I want to empower my clients and women everywhere to live a high quality, high class life because we deserve it. Me and you, we deserve for our voices to be heard. We deserve to feel confident and supported while we're doing this, while we're using our voice and in turn change the world. So what I will leave you with today is maybe you're already asking yourself this question, but if you haven't, I want you to ask yourself this question. This is what I want you to write down. This is what I want you to journal out is what do you want? (laughs) What do you want in your life? Don't be afraid to say it. Maybe it'll take you a little bit to get there. It took me a little bit to get there. But maybe you're not asking those questions. I wasn't asking those questions. What do you want? And why do you want it? Why do you want it? Why do you want this to happen? What's it going to do? How's it going to help? Who's it going to help? I want to empower myself and my clients. I want to empower women everywhere to use their voice and feel confident and supported while doing it. That's what I want. So what do you want? I ask myself these questions all the time. When you answer those questions, ask yourself why. Every time I ask myself these questions, I get a little bit clearer and I get to take one more step closer to my dreams. Take those questions, journal them out, and thank you for being here. And I can't wait to share with you my next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01. Because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.